You're listening to Sprott Money Daily News. Good day. This is Jeff Rutherford with your Sprott Money Daily News for October 24th, 2014. On Wednesday, the New York Federal Reserve admitted to knowing about the inherent risk that J.P. Morgan Chase was taking in its enormous derivative bets in London, which was nicknamed the London Whale, four years before they imploded. In a report from the Fed's Office of the Inspector General, it was explained that the Fed failed to act properly to head them off. They said that one of the more crucial mistakes that was discovered in the probe of the transaction that took place in 2008 was the New York Fed's extreme dependence on certain supervisors who left the Fed's team in 2008, which they say created a significant loss of institutional knowledge within the team investigating J.P. Morgan. The report also maintains that competing supervisory priorities and limited resources contributed to a failure to execute adequate follow-up investigations. The case was a product of J.P. Morgan's trading losses in Europe in 2012, which were connected to its chief investment office and expanded to $6.2 billion by the end of the year. The bank was fined over $1 billion by U.S. and British regulators for the loss, which ignited further concerns in the U.S. Congress over lax Fed oversight during a financial crisis. China's economic growth waned to 7.3% between the month of July and September from the same period in 2013, which would mark the weakest expansion since the global financial crisis and supported the speculation about Beijing needed to look at more options for economic stimulus to avoid further shrinking of its economy. This would mark the slowest growth in the world's second largest economy since 2009, when the growth rate fell to 6.6%. Most analysts had forecasted a third quarter growth to settle at 7.2% from 7.5% in the second quarter, which only added to the growing concern of the world's current economic slump, which have had markets dropping in the last month. Beijing is expected to announce a new support strategy in response to the recent numbers, as China's year-end goal of 7.5% growth may not be attainable if growth trends remain consistent. However, China's premier Li Keijiang has consistently maintained that the government would accept a growth that was slightly below the projected target as long as the labor market is stable. Gold prices have risen from the lowest in a week, and market watchers evaluated signs that the U.S. economy is improving against the possibility of a delay in raising interest rates. Gold prices were also higher in early morning European trade, but gains are expected to be capped due to yesterday's positive labor market data that reduced haven demand for the metal. The Department of Labor said the number of Americans filing for initial unemployment claims in the week ending October 18th increased by 17,000 to 283,000, which is very much in line with forecasts. Earlier in the week, the National Association of Realtors said that U.S. existing home sales increased 2.4% to 5.17 million last month from 5.05 million in August. Gold for December delivery added 0.3% to $1,232.90 an ounce this morning on the COMEX, while silver for December delivery rose 0.4% to $17.23 an ounce. Platinum for January delivery went up 0.2% to $1,257 an ounce, and palladium for December delivery gained 0.7% to $785 an ounce. Current gold spot prices are up 47 cents to $1,233.60 an ounce, while silver has jumped 22 cents to $17.37. Platinum has slipped $1.75 to $1,260.25, while palladium has gained $4 to $788 an ounce. Well, that's what's in the news. Don't forget our weekly sale on 10-ounce OPM silver bars and our flash sale on 1-ounce gold OPM bars, both ending today at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And tune into our weekly wrap-up where we speak to Ed Steer and discuss this week's events in the markets. For Sprout Money Daily News, I'm Jeff Rutherford. Thank you for listening.